I want you to get nice and horny and super hot right before you watch. Burn notice. Hey everybody, welcome to Burn After Noticing. It's the Burn Notice podcast where we watch Burn Notice. We haven't seen it, but we sort of have now. And uh, we bring people along with us. That's the podcast. That's what we do. Uh, I'm Paul, and uh, I'm joined here with my co-host. Yes, I'm Josh, and we've seen at least seven episodes at this point, so rest assured, the episode we were talking about, we have seen. At most seven for me, because I stopped here. I, once again, I did not go ahead. Oh, yeah, I don't. Like uh, I was explaining to our guests, uh, which we will introduce in a moment, I do not watch ahead. The, good, the guests we book are not per the episode, so, you know, we don't pick and choose we're going in blind just like the guests that's right and uh our guest this week was uh kind enough to join us to watch burn notice and uh from uh, before we started recording it sounds like this is gonna be a very fun conversation uh from the bug universe it is skeleton blood skeleton blood what's going on hello how's it going gentlemen oh it's so great thank you so much for joining us thank you for introducing me to the show i can't believe that i hadn't watched it beforehand <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, you know, neither have we, and now we're making this podcast. <laughs> Funny you should mention that. I'm glad that you're in the same level as I am because I was I was kind of blown away, to be honest. <laughs> wow. Well, you weren't the only person blown away in this episode, but we'll get into that. Ooh. Hey! Explosive humor already right off the bat. Explosive humor. God damn it. Oh was that God. not what you were going for? Yeah, yeah, it was actually. Okay, I was like, okay, well, yeah, okay. No, that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have we have uh, made another new Burn Notice fan, which is very, very exciting. Uh, you picked the right episode as far as uh, getting into this because the, one of the most important things happened, which I'm sure we will get into. Uh, but first, we have to talk about the other 45 minutes of this episode, which like, oh, please help. Yeah, but yeah, before we do, Skeleton Blood, you had just sort of mentioned too, this was like your first introduction to that. Uh, we always ask prior to, because, you know, every episode starts with the exact same little 30 second recap of the episode. So, did that sort of summarize enough for you to understand what the show was about? Yeah, it, kind of, it helped me. I was like, oh, okay, well, I see. It's one of those shows where the, where like the, not the theme song, but the intro to every episode is kind of an entire explanation of everything. So that helped me as somebody jumping in on the seventh episode. Yeah. I always uh, liken that to the firefly opening where Nathan Fillion just gives you like all of the universe info in like 28 seconds. Yes. Yes. That's wow. That is exactly dead on. Totally. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, that's even that same last line that is uh, Michael delivers like the, until you find out who burned you, you're not going anywhere. Oh, shit, Has the exact same down. energy as, uh, as find a crew, find a job keep flying that's so true wow i wish i thought of that myself because... paul makes some great comparisons with well i just think about firefly probably way too often is really the problem there's no such thing spend too much time thinking about firefly and joss and joss whedon and how cool he is and how great um his universe is i'm feeling very whedon-esque it's a great time of year to feel weedness. Yep, we all got our fedoras on. Uh, we're all going to call each other milady. Uh, so is Michael Weston. But we get a Michael Weston fedora in this episode. My, God, there's so my, much my to talk about. My little avatar in this room looks like it's wearing a fedora right now. Honestly, oh, yeah, fantastic. it does. Wow. see that. So, so speaking of uh, of miladies and fedoras and recaps and instructions, Josh, uh, 
you uh, received him instructions via Cameo recently. Uh, would you like to talk about that? <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, so... I really want to get into that. <laughs> you really want to get into that. Uh, <laughs> this was like a spur-of-the-moment thing, because this was like a during a, a moment in Jack the Vote on Jack AM yesterday, somebody had just brought... I don't even really understand. I think their name is Good Friend Jake. And apologies if I have your username wrong. But they were, they mentioned something about a, a woman doing some sort of cameo. And it just made me think how funny and great it would be because I've cultivated this weird horny brand of my own, uh, I guess. If I had like a cameo introduction from like a, a, an adult film actress uh, basically introing my Twitch show. And I did just that. Oh, did you? How'd that turn out? <laughs> How'd that I turn think out? it fucking turned out great. I sent it to both of you. I know both of you have seen it at this point. I lost my shit. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, my God. Yeah, walking around downtown Los Angeles with that blasting was hilarious. Oh, boy. I'm sure downtown What a perfect time that would be for, worse. like, your headphones to come unplugged or the Bluetooth to disconnect. Oh, I didn't have my headphones on. It definitely was playing. Oh, even better. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess I didn't preface like headphones on or anything on that point. People just start walking behind you, jacking off like, hey, well, I mean, the instructions are really great. <laughs> I mean, that's it's downtown L.A. Like you've been here, right? I mean, that's what's happening all the time. I take the subway like that's just general life. So, <laughs> well, thank you for providing the instructions to uh, to everybody along your commute. You know, I, thank you for your service. You're braver than literally every troop. It's not very inclusive to those who do not have penises. And she kind of, you know, specifies that. But I guess maybe a little horny. um uh, ASMR action could maybe get you through. Yeah, that. and you know, imagination. Just you know, when she starts talking about the phallic thing, phallic things, just start you know flicking that bean. If you if you got a bean to flick, you know, yeah. I, I think I it mean, can be inclusive. What is a clitoris but a tiny tiny wiener? Yeah, just treat the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the wiener of the female genitalia. What is a clitoris besides a tiny 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 wiener? I I'm always saying this. It's so like from um, Castlevania. What is a man? What oh is my a wiener? god. <laughs> A miserable little pile of wieners. Uh. A little, a little pile of wieners. <laughs> well, speaking speaking of men, I think it's time to get uh, get into the episode. We we got our recap. Um, so we know that you haven't seen Burn Notice. You're you're just getting caught up to speed, and we get started with uh, Michael Weston uh, trying to uh, outmaneuver and out alpha his new pursuer, uh, the new uh, CSS agent we were introduced to last week, Agent Bly. Yeah, this is a character, just to give you context, that was introduced just last week. He's still very new to the show. Okay. Yeah, but he's not going to be a huge problem. Uh, we're going to find out about that, too. We got some real, real tough bad guys here that are really hard to deal with. It's not like Michael gets like a new big bad every week and just like dispenses with them in very short order. Uh, <laughs> really a lot of conflict going on. It's very difficult. Like, what's going to happen? Or he's just going to make all of his pursuers look like fools within one episode. You got a lot of bad guys to keep up with, man. I mean, that's what happens when you're involved in spying. Everybody's out to get each other. Well, the good news is, if you want to know what happens when you're involved in spying, just listen to all of the narration from this episode because this whole <laughs> episode. fucking episode was just how to be a spy 101 ADR narration. Yeah, I learned a lot. I learned a lot. I didn't know styrofoam was the main component of a bomb. See, okay, I was fortunate enough to actually know that because I had this benefit of being a uh, middle school white kid that's read the Anarchist Cookbook. Uh, wait, how old are you? Now, I'm 31 now. 
okay, so pipe bombs, you remember when that was a big thing? Oh yeah, yeah, pipe bombs and you could I remember we uh, the styrofoam thing I remember doing with my friends, you put it in some gasoline and it makes like a napalmy sort of like burns forever kind of substance. Oh, what is it that like fire. childhood just brings out the arsonist in everybody? Cuz fire is <laughs> fucking cool, man. What are you talking yeah. about? It's just like I mean, I remember burning so much shit with my friend and just taking like uh, hairspray bottles and lighters and just like fucking spray. Oh yeah, the hairspray fire. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The hairspray fireballs all the time. I mean, that's basically like a Michael like... Weston like MacGyver thing. Right? Like, at one point, Michael's gonna take a bottle of hairspray and just like light somebody's face on fire, right? Oh, We've all I, lit our farts I, on fire. Like we we grew up in a time where. I'm not. Wait, have you done that? Yes. No way. How did that? How did that work out? It's. It wasn't as easy as I thought it would be. I've never got it to work. Yeah, I don't think you've I've tried though. Tried yeah, I'm, I'm mostly, hell yeah, I've tried. <laughs> the people I was friends with, like the dudes I was friends with who ate more fast food and whatnot, had better farts than I did. But I certainly tried. <laughs> Load oh, up on from Taco a, Bell. a from a recent Taco Bell eater, uh, I can totally understand that. <laughs> What's your go-to order? I gotta know. Oh, cheesy gordita crunches, as many as I can fit into my face um, until I die, and then you know maybe uh, maybe an extra taco on the side. Okay, okay, I like that. I accept it. I think no, they've uh, taken. I can keep it diverse. Sometimes I'll, I'll throw like a. Menu. Have wait, they taken that? the double decker off the menu? Yeah, what the fuck? You know that what? That was like I my th- go-to. Well, just get a cheesy ready to crunch. That's like a. It's the much more enhanced double decker taco. I want the yeah. fibrous beans though. I don't want the cheese all the time. Oh, well, I, I switch out. Like I said, beans for a lot of stuff. You can you can do that. Like a lot of uh, also, a lot of vegetarian and vegan friends say, Taco Bell is like the yeah, most vegetarian vegan friendly fast food, right? Yeah, I think I so. I think they are one of the top ones for vegetarians. Vegetarians, at least. Vegans, probably not so much. Right. No, they have that whole, like, I forget what they call it, but they have this other menu that's slightly healthier, and it's um, it's more vegan. Oh, Fresca or something Fresca like that? Or, yeah, I think that's what it is. Uh, but I just go with my standard Mexican pizza, sub beans for beef, and then I miss that verde sauce. Ooh. Ah, there we go. My, my childhood palettes. order was always a double-decker and a nacho supreme. Ooh. Nice. The double decker taco, like people, I can't believe that that is off, but you will, you will enjoy the cheesy gordita crunch. Oh, I've had no, I yeah, I have, and I will continue to do so. Yeah, how can one not enjoy the cheesy gordita crunch? Really, it's just a, it, it's a great item. It's like the, it's like the killer item that like they've like they made that a what? I can't even remember how long ago, but it's like been my go to on every Taco Bell order for as long as I can remember. Like I don't even know what I ordered before that was there. It doesn't matter. No, it really doesn't. You're absolutely right. It's like BCAD. It's like before. Du- Cheesy Gordita Crunch. (laughs) (laughs) That's like how Taco Bell should probably measure their time because I'm sure they are worth a lot more money since the Cheesy Gordita Crunch. That like that thing blew up. Or even the Doritos Locos Tacos. I think that kind of really fucking yes. Okay, now if you want to get really advanced here, uh, you you get your Doritos Locos shell as your taco shell in the Cheesy Gordita Crunch. Now, now we're getting into it. I think Betsy Sidaro of she's been on Doughboys a lot. I think she has been a big proponent of that. That's either her or Gabrus, one of those who are very very huge proponents of Taco Bell have brought that up. Yeah, I want, uh, that and when they used to have, you guys remember the volcano sauce, the lava sauce? Yeah, what happened to that? They got rid of it, and it's it's a crime. If you know Rick and Morty was any was really really a great show, and was this you know cultural icon that we wanted it to be, then Justin Roiland would have used his clout to bring back lava sauce, not Szechuan sauce. It's yeah, bullshit. I agree. I've also never had chicken nuggets, so I, I guess I'm biased. But Ooh, we do love chicken nuggets, though. We love chicky nugs. Love our chicky nugs. Love our chicky nugs. Yes, I'm. I'm an adult. I'm a grown ass man that definitely wasn't napping in the afternoon before we recorded this very podcast. So it's not your fault. It's not your fault. We're totally. We're on time, and I'm responsible. 
Yeah. And I'm, everyone knows everyone knows it. And I'm going to use my skills to get this podcast back on track. We're going to go from talking tacos to talking yogurt because it's oh. burn notice. <laughs> and, I'm so uh, glad you said that. That was a great episode. moment. Yeah, no, we do get a lot of yogurt in this one. Uh, and well, we'll talk about we'll talk about yogurt disbursement uh, by the end. Uh, but <laughs> oh, at the Jesus beginning, Christ. at the beginning, Michael Weston meets with his uh, NSA buddy. He outs him and does the Jurassic Park like, "Hey, look, we got dots in here." Thing and just like in Jurassic Park, nobody gives a shit who this <laughs> like uh, NSA guy is. I look at the waitress that's standing behind Michael is like standing there while he's talking. That halfway through the sentence, she's like, "Whatever," and just fucking keeps walking. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was a really good way to start my uh, my intro to this universe. Like, okay, so he. He is doing something important, but it is like the real world where no one would give a shit. Yeah. And well, one of the other things that you kind of got lucky there is I think I wrote this down. I think that's like the most charismatic Jeffrey Donovan that I've seen yet is this scene. Like, I feel like this dude brings out the best acting in him. Oh, the Bly character? Yeah. I, got, I, I think, well, I think that too. Your hesitation makes me think you disagree with me. Well, I, I was going to say, I feel like this episode, I like, I don't think it's so much Bly as it is this character he has to be later on, which is like Psycho Weston. Oh, uh, West like, Side I, Story, Michael? Yeah, I think that out of any side story, Michael has been like the better, more animated Michael. I don't know. Like, I, I you know what, though? I actually kind of agree because he does get a very um, super spy, super like gotcha moment at the end, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and he gets some sick burns in at the beginning here, and he does his whole, like, is this the one where he does spies or, like, basketball or something like that? There's so much of that shit in this episode, like, so much narration. I couldn't keep up with all that, but uh, Agent Guy says, yeah, either chill out or I'm going to get all your friends in trouble, and Fiona's got guns in her car, and here come the cops. And uh, turns out Fiona just really can't stop being an IRA gun dealer. (laughs) <laughs> she's great she's a wild isn't she awesome like, yeah, I, was, I really I wanted to get your thoughts on uh fiona skeleton blood Wait, say that again? i just I wanted just to wanted get, get your, your thoughts, thoughts on fiona, on fiona. Oh, as a boy. character i really i really dig her and i also really like that even though clearly their relationship development or deterioration is a plot point but it's not all based around them in any way uh, but she she's great. She's such a wild card. She's super horned up. She also really likes buying illegal guns and just like doing all these little sneaky things on the side, all on her own terms. And <laughs> like she bought what she bought like a bunch of illegal semi automatics and had them in the trunk of her car, and they're being pursued. And she's just like, oh, I just couldn't help it. They were so cheap. Yeah, I mean, you can you can take the girl out of the IRA, but you can't take the IRA out of the girl, man. She just wanted to come to the states and restart the fucking troubles. I get it. I relate as, you know, somebody who clearly has been in the IRA for many years. Former Irish Republican <laughs> Freedom IRA Fighter members. Skeleton Blood. Uh, thank you for your service. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. You're alive because of me. <laughs> so, yeah, Fiona gets her trunk full of guns to sell to the Sons of Anarchy Miami chapter. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> she got a phone call from Jimmy O and the gang. <laughs> Are they going to show Charlie's butt in this episode? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I we almost got some naked Jeffrey Donovan, but uh, it you was know, close. Not it's quite. Good. We got a lot of sides flesh action in the. Back there was a lot of all. side boob in this one too. Yeah, I'm not complaining. I don't think anyone's complaining. <laughs> we got um, so the gun thing happens. We get some more shaky cam. We get some more. Oh well, speaking of asses, did you guys notice that shot where Michael jumps the fence? Oh, like right like off right the before the circuit? credits. Michael's got a fucking dumper, man. He's got a my big dude dumper. squats. <laughs> Of course he does. Did you see him when he had his shirt off in the fucking moonlight? Those like wiener lines, you know, the right before the pants line. 
Yeah, yeah. Jeffrey Donovan is jacked, if nothing else. I will give him that. It's pretty cool. like almost as defined as pinks. And hers are like the tip top. Fiona, we're gonna have to talk about like when the scene. We're not at there yet, but like when she's dressed as like a as like a, just a street girl in Miami, yeah, and is wearing like basically nothing. Like apparently, the yogurt diet is the best diet on the planet. Like that's the only thing I can Those draw from this. Is like eating, man. yeah, eating exclusively yogurt leads to you just having an outrageous body and wait, regular wait, wait, wait. shits, as Jamie Lee Curtis will attest to. <laughs> <laughs> wait, so is this yogurt thing? In other episodes, too, because I, that was killing me. I love that. But is this throughout the show? Yogurt has been a pop- Oh, yeah. What? Oh. Literally every episode. It's it's like a subtle, like, visual cue. Like, they don't they don't address it every time. It's just sort of a running gag. What the fuck? That is so great. Wow. I can't wait. I can't wait to watch this whole scene. <laughs> this show likes that, likes its gags. It likes gags. It likes callbacks, which I think is fun. I enjoy that kind of stuff. Like as a, as a like a big Archer dipshit. Like I love all my shows to like have in jokes and to like oh, be self referential. Well, you guys are like Bug Universe people. You know about being like way too self referential. Yeah. <laughs> I love humor that plays to like ten people. Yeah. That's Wait, my I saw brand somebody. Too. I saw somebody say like the Bug Universe has become twelve people making content for the other eleven. <laughs> I think that was Shampooler. That was Shampooler. Well, I just want to say Shampooler, if you're listening to this, eat shit, Shampooler. <laughs> I don't agree with that. I love you, Shampooler. You know. <laughs> If you uh, please uh, give your thoughts on Shampoodler to the podcast, uh, you can hit us up at Burn Notice Pod or email uh, burnafternoticing at gmail.com. You can say you love Shampoodler or eat shit Shampoodler. <laughs> Aww. We like to be interactive. <laughs> we love Shampoodler. We do love you, Shampoodler. It was a great tweet. That was very funny. <laughs> so the, yeah. the other 11 people, listen up. Let's talk about Burn Notice. Yeah, we'll talk. Well, yeah, the, the other 11 people who are watching Burn Notice concurrently with our podcast. All I want is one more listener so uh, we can have a baker's dozen. <laughs> now I'm hungry. Thanks, guys. Is that, is that enough for a Blue Chew sponsorship? That's all I want to know. Is like, is that enough to get Blue Chew to sponsor this podcast? It's got to be at least Alpha Brain. Hey, guys, are you tired of bringing your boners to the post office? <laughs> Wait, well, this is shit. a perfect, this is a horny episode, man. Are you, it's like, do you need to fuck a, a, an ex girlfriend who's a spy? Like, come on, like, that's perfect Blue Chew content. Oh, yeah, no. Fiona's horny right away. Fiona, want, like, she mentions killing the NSA client. As Can I also mention something that weirded me out during this yogurt scene? Michael pouring his bottled water into a glass. Yeah. Anybody else? Why are you doing this? I definitely noticed. I didn't write it down for some reason, but I noticed that and was definitely laughing. And, like, to pour your, like, half a bottle of water and, like, put it back into that awful fridge that looks like it's from fucking Fallout. It's so bad, man. Old yogurt water smell, no. Michael's got some weird quirks, but I mean, yeah, he's just out here, just a psycho shit. Like everybody, everyone in the show is a psychopath besides Sam Max. Yeah, you can really tell that everybody's got some like severe issues going on. Oh yeah, no, and Sam's Sam's he, uh, you know, he just drowns himself in pussy to like uh, take away all of his pain. So they all have coping mechanisms. Oh my god, Sam! There was not enough Sam in this episode. Uh, No, yeah, I agree. There never is. (laughs) That's that's the problem. The biggest problem with the show is that Sam isn't in every single. Truly, never is enough. Well, now I'm going to be really upset, but I'm glad that you told me ahead of time, so I'm not just edging myself every episode. <laughs> well, edging myself every episode is, yeah, that's basically what I do <laughs> waiting for. <laughs> I did tell her before the record that there is a made-for-TV movie centered around his character that's probably right up your alley. Yeah, so Skeleton Blood, this is a good time to t- let, let's talk about your Bruce Campbell knowledge and fandom. What do you know and love about Bruce Campbell? Oh my god, well, I, I have, I keep meaning to start it, but this last year has been so fucking 
busy, but I have his one of his two autobiographies ready to go in my backpack. So I'm very nice. excited to get some inner, more inner knowledge on Bruce Campbell. But um, I mean, I grew up, I grew up watching Army of Darkness and Evil Dead, of course. So, like, I definitely have always been a fan of him since I can remember. I don't even remember who introduced me to those movies, but I don't remember a time not knowing about him. And like trying to imitate him as a kid, I always wanted to be him for Halloween. It hasn't worked out yet. But his cadence, his humor, like that's just that's just part of what formed me for sure as a person. I totally get that. He's I mean, he's unbelievably charismatic and just so naturally at it. And yeah, it's just there's something so endearing about actors like that who just make it look easy when they're kind of, you know, playing like a version of themselves. Um, yes. I've always been a fan of that. So uh, quick, a quick aside. One of one of Bruce Campbell's books is called "If Chins Could Kill." I just that's want to know that. That's one I have. So yes. Good. What's that's, the, that's the first one I think. There's another one that I don't. Hail to the chin is the other one, right? Chin, I think. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, hail to the chin. Oh, fucking great. Keeping that beautiful, fucking sexy, chiseled chin. I mean, as a fellow time. square-jawed man, I, I appreciate it. Uh, Maybe you should be him for Halloween then. You're getting all the action. You might be the first person, though, to acknowledge that. Like, I keep getting pissed because people don't haven't seen the Evil Dead. Paul has never seen any of the. I've Evil never Dead. seen Evil Dead. It's just something I missed out on, and it was like uh, I only know of it through pop culture reference. Uh, okay, I will well, change that now that I host the podcast. Now. <laughs> I promise I will change that. There, I will. Happy. I will. I will. Uh, I will deepen my Bruce not my Bruce Campbell canon. Yeah, you must. You must. That's a. Ooh, that's a nice. That's a nice term, Bruce the Cam- Campbell Cannon. Bruce, Cam- I want to, I want to, I want to experience. That's what he. Of, uh, that's Bruce what he Campbell calls Cannon. his dick. Yeah, that's what I want to experience. <laughs> that's on my list now. Let me show you the Campbell Cannon, Michael. Please, please. My friend is friends well, with his wife and goes to their New Year's parties. I'm so jealous. I guess he just sticks behind the bar and bartends and says little quips the whole time. Like, holy what shit, what a dream! <laughs> that's so cool. He's the best. God damn it! Why is he so cool? Ah. It's not fair. He's stealing it from the rest of us, really. Yeah, he's that's like very the perfect awesome. human being. He's, he's like he's like the actual thing that like we all thought Bill Murray was. Like, you know, everyone's like, oh, Bill Murray is so cool and epic. It's actually Bruce Campbell. We all fucked up. We let the Chive Bros uh, uh, put Bill Murray on the pedestal. We should have been worshiping Bruce Campbell all along. Well, it's up to us now. We need to talk about this more out in the world. Well, this Spread is uh, part of part of the mission of this podcast, the good word of Bruce. Yes! Oh, God. Um, Sam Axe of the world. And Michael has a mission uh, this week as well, and it's given to him. We got our we got our weekly quest giver, uh, and it is it is TV actor Isai Morales, who I've seen in a lot of stuff. Most recently, Ozark. He looked familiar. Oh, Ozark, yeah, he, that's right. He's in Ozark, yeah. Yeah, he was the, he was the season one bad guy in Ozark. Uh, the dude that like uh, was he was like Jason Bateman's boss in the beginning. Yeah, God, that's so crazy. I didn't even make that. He's in a bunch of stuff. He's like a TV guy. That's what, another thing that you'll notice, uh, Skeleton Blood, as you get into this show, is like usually your uh, either antagonist or like quest giver of the week is like a uh, recognizable TV actor, which is yeah, always fun. Like the, the pilot had David Zayas and uh, Ray Wise, which was great. Dee Dee Pfeiffer has been one of them. Oh uh, my God. So yeah, we have they have some fun with this, and I don't know if you noticed this, Josh. I told I told you to look out for this. Uh, David Zayas is the guy who referred this client to Michael Weston. Yes, exactly. That was I, I was thinking that was what you were talking about. The little callback to like yeah, he was like yeah, Javier one. said you can get stuff done, and I was like wait, Javier? Oh shit, that's David Zayas. And I looked it yes. up, and yeah, David Zayas, what... David Zayas. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, I like that. David Zayas, David Zayas, David Zayas, David Zayas. Oh, oh, David. Oh, David Zayas. <laughs> Damn it. 
That's going to be in my head all day. Holy You're shit. welcome. <laughs> uh, well, I, I've given my theory about this before that I think um, at the end of his episode, which is episode one of Burn Notice, that he had to like get out of town and change his identity. And I think that's when he uh, just moved to a different part of Miami and became Detective Angel Batista. Oh, my God. Yeah, we to give you some context, too, there's um, a fan theory. not Maybe not a fan theory, but a fan request. They want like a Burn Notice and Dexter crossover. Oh, my God. Well, that's easy. Can we yeah, not yeah. get CSI Miami in on it, though? That guy's so fucking annoying. Oh, Ooh. hating on the David Caruso. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Caruso. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. I'm you with like you a... there. I don't give a shit. Why like, not? Are all Kick these things out. happening at the same time, and all these people are doing all this at the same time? Like, Miami just must be such a shit show. It would be really funny if Michael like had his little like uh, signature sunglasses, and like he did one of his spy platitudes, and then took them off, and you just heard the, yeah! Uh. No, no, it wouldn't. <laughs> what, you guys wouldn't like that? What do you mean? No. I would like it if they all interact and they're all just trying to do all this shit all around the city and it's just such a clusterfuck. Well, I mean, that's why it's it's good news that uh, Miami is so busy with the ice truck killer because they have no time to, like, uh, stop Michael Weston when he's, like, blowing shit up and fucking committing Boy, international crimes. So <laughs> good news for him. That there's a serial killer on the loose in Miami all the time. Yeah, it's fine. No one, no one's bothered by this. So he gets the job. He has to. Uh, he wants. He has to help Eastside Morales's character with his. He needs. He's getting squeezed by uh, by some local dealer type guys trying to uh, muscle out the neighborhood and you know buy up all the real estate. So he's gonna. Uh, and he's getting offered some real money for this one. He's finally offered a real payday. And I want to make this very clear. I wrote down as soon as the guy offered him like twenty grand. I wrote down Michael's gonna give this back. Thank you. I just yes. want everyone to know I wrote that down. Yes. Well, maybe not. not maybe not use skeleton blood because you maybe don't know the character too well. No, yet. is this a thing? Yeah, Michael Weston is the uh, the spy with a heart of gold and exclusively takes jobs based on moral standing and almost always either returns the money or doesn't take a paycheck in the in, to begin with. Uh, they have made like probably four hundred bucks total since this show started. So he's got a, a heart of gold, and he's got great gut health, as we clearly know. Absolutely. Yes. Very regular. And only buttons three buttons on every shirt. Those other buttons are not necessary. It's Miami. It's very warm. That's true. And we need to see that pretty belly button he's got going on. It's very warm out there. So um, Also, as quick aside, I feel like I... Because I've been... Um, undercutting a lot of this podcast with music as a lot of the listeners will know i feel like though this is the first time that there's been like some cuban kind of south beach a hispanic flair to some of the music and i feel like i started that before this even happened <laughs> actually yeah that's good you gotta have a point there You're yeah i, was like, I don't you... think it's really happened in the show yet until this episode and i fucking like preemptively have been putting it into our episodes this is not the first time in this podcast that we have tangibly proven that time does not actually exist and it is only a construct. Does, does it always have this like stock music kind of feel to it? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, if you listen to our podcast, which I wouldn't blame you if you didn't. Oh, I will. Okay. Yeah, there's we. I undercut a lot of our conversation with random music. Oh, my God. And yeah, no, it's, it's literally always like this. Sex scenes are like this. Fight scenes are like this. Scenes where people are being murdered are like this. Um, there have been, like, shady deals that have been done with this music bed. There have been serious conversations with family members that have been done with this music. This is just how it, it happens. It just makes the show better for me. I, everything about, I mean, even just from this one episode, I'm like, this is exactly 
the kind of show that I need to be watching right now. Yeah, it's beautiful. This this score would make Danny Elfman blush. I think I've said that before. It's <laughs> cramming it in there. It is, yeah. I mean, but uh, could you imagine if the show was with Trent Reznor's Watchmen score instead? Oh my God. <laughs> Just Jesus put the Trent Christ. Reznor thing in there. It's the only good thing to come out of Watchmen, so we should put it to good use. It would be too dark. We need to keep the silliness involved in the show. Yeah, it's true. Well, I mean, Watchmen's silly on its own, uh, Mary. That's true. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. I like it. It's it's the complete opposite. It has a cool, serious soundtrack, but the rest of the show is fucking bullshit. (laughs) I agree. I've only seen two episodes so far, though. Yeah, just stop. Watch Burn Notice. Oh, I will. I'm going to do that. I have to work from home. I'm going to watch it for the rest of the day, but I hope I don't surpass you. Well, this is where we stop. We watch them. I'm, we're doing it uh, fresh in our heads, so we're just literally watching them one a week. That's how kind of Josh and I have committed to. Uh, yes. And it's fun to talk about it that way, too. Like, I don't want to get ahead. I like to have, like, a fresh watch before we talk about the episode here. Oh, boy. Okay, I'm going to try to keep on track then. I'd feel bad if I went past where you were. We're almost right. like doing a new season, you know? Like, almost like a new rebrand where it's, like, a, a weekly episodic show that's also keeping you weekly episodic with a show you could just watch whenever you want. Folks, we're bringing back appointment television. We're bringing it back. We're doing it. I think The Mandalorian might beat us to that, though. The Baby Yoda show is prestige, huh? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I think it was very cool that Stefan Heck got a tattoo of uh, Baby Yoda drinking a White Claw. I think that what was great. What a great tattoo Stefan totally did that, you know, might have some controversy from other people trying to steal it. Yeah, you know, the haters are trying to steal Stefan's tattoo, but I support Stefan. It's okay, King. We got your back. Wait, is that the guy that did the Baby Yoda White Claw tattoo? Did I miss that? Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll get into the, the, the minutiae of it probably off pod. But yes, uh, for this purpose, <laughs> Stefan Heck got a tattoo of uh, Yoda drinking a White Claw. It was oh definitely okay. Stephen Heck and not somebody else. Didn't see somebody who did else. it? Oh my God! It was it was Mr. Heck himself. Uh, Mr. Heck. For the for the purposes of the internet, yes. Sure, sure. I'll believe, <laughs> any, I'll believe anything he says. So, um, Michael takes his fedora. He leaves, um, and now we have Milady Michael, and he is <laughs> a gentleman. And Milady Michael, go, he, he gets there. He gets to have brunch with Fiona and Sam X and uh, wants to tell them all about uh, men going their own way. And this, this wonderful, wonderful thing, thing he saw, he saw on, on YouTube. YouTube. <laughs> He's, he, starts, he gets there to start pulling up clips of the Rubin Report. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> He's red-pilling his friends now. <laughs> well, I mean, he did have to deal with uh, Israeli Jordan Peterson a couple weeks ago, so. He might have read some alt-right bullshit talking. Well, you know, hey, this guy, the, this guy we dealt with really looked like Jordan Peterson, so it got me looking into some stuff. Hey, I got some really interesting things you guys might want to do. Yeah, read. I went down a rabbit hole, and now I'm kind of a woke uh, alt-right guy now. You know, I just really wanted to clean my apartment, and this guy gave me some great advice. Hey, you guys know about lobsters? Jesus. You're ahead of the time. It was 2007, right? When the- yeah, yeah. I think 2007, he was still in like a very sad office in Toronto yelling at people about pronouns. <laughs> oh, Eating <boy>. beef. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. So uh, there, uh, Sam and Fiona go to do some reconnaissance in the spy neon. Uh, I don't know if you noticed that skeleton blood that the spy car is a Dodge neon. I did not. Oh, my God. Dodge <laughs> yeah, very high tech. You know, some, some spies Bond. have Aston Martins. Some spies have BMWs. Some spies have GTOs. Uh, Sam X and Michael Weston have the spy neon. Weren't those highly combustible? Like, those would explode really easily if they got in an accident. Well, I mean, Fiona's in the car, so it's probably going to explode anyway at some There's point. There's lots of guns. Yeah. Yeah. Everything she touches literally, yeah, explodes or dies. Well, so. you saw her outfit when they went to do some scouting, right? Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
But look, before we do that, I want to make sure we, we we touch on this car scene because there is a great exchange. And this is is this the scene? Uh, yeah, this is the uh, the good Sam X scene. I I, uh, I have a theory that there is at least one scene in every episode of this show where Bruce Campbell like just reminds everybody how good he is like comparative to just everyone else. And I think this is the one where he's like vulnerable, Sam, like trying to get relationship advice. Yeah. Oh, when they're in the car together. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you know, and I I don't know what to do. And like, I I think that was a little later in the episode. Oh yeah. This is the one about the Cadillac. Yeah. I think they're, they're kind of, they're on like different corners of the street, kind of scouting out to see how the gang or that's uh, shaking down the neighborhood operates. Oh yeah. Cause they still had the, the Veronica and yeah, we had the Veronica and Sam argument. And yes. uh, he got a he got a vase thrown at his head. Aww. Yeah, because uh, like uh, the way I kind of saw it is the uh, Jason Bly. He's trying to shake. He's trying to um, make Michael Weston's you know. Wife and by the way, yeah, Agent Bly on some fucking uh, D'Angelo Russell shit over here, just straight up outing Sam X. Yes, just putting he, him on, on out, Front Street. He, yeah, he outs him as like he's like, oh, I saw your him go to some other fling, and so this this woman that uh, Bruce Campbell's character Sam Axe is trying to get with is now pissed off at him, put down like a burn notice on their relationship. Aww. <laughs> and even Sam was like, "Baby, I promise, I was just going to get my stuff. It's over." <laughs> That's a great impression. Holy shit. We have, we we, love I've been watching a lot of Bruce, Bruce Campbell, Campbell content lately. I may or may not have a YouTube queue just full of Bruce Campbell interviews. Um, I've been watching his con footage when he does panels. Put that on a Google Drive and share that with me. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I'm going to put it, make a public playlist. We'll, we'll have to do like a watch together night where we all just watch Bruce Campbell content. Well, I've been saving some of them for Twitch purposes, uh, Josh, but we'll get into that later. Mm. Some of that Twitch stuff, you know what I'm saying? Mm. You know it. Make so, some um, Twitch, baby. There's another... There's like more spy stuff. We find out the bad guy is not a bad guy at all. It's actually a lady. That's right. She a bad girl, Consuela. Consuela. And Sam Max mentions that she's pretty cute and she can absolutely get it. It is a fact. Yep. 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 So she's the boss. She's kind of like Griselda Blanco style boss. Um, Michael does a long thing where he compares spying to basketball, which is like not the first time he's brought up basketball in this show. He doesn't seem like a guy that would be that into basketball. No, he doesn't know sports at all. Like, he had to get quizzed in an episode earlier in the season about, like, just Miami sports in general so that he has kind of a base understanding of the area. But what what kind of makes me think he does know basketball is that was in that episode, it, he got the question wrong about football, like, where he mixed up he, – he, like, thought Barry Bonds was a football player. But then right afterwards, his fake drunken rant was about Dwayne Wade, and, like, he actually got shit right on that one. So it makes me yeah, think maybe basketball – yeah, maybe, maybe he's, like, a basketball-only basketball. guy. Yeah, you might be right. Okay. And you know what? A lot of, like, spies and, like, operators and troops and shit, you know, played sports in high school or college before going on to, like, special ops, right? So like maybe he was like a college basketball star and got recruited that way. I would love to see just footage of that. Can we have a flashback to that? Just po- Michael Weston like as a point guard for like some D3 South Florida college. Yes, absolutely. Hell yeah. yeah I could see him being a, a floor general. <laughs> <laughs> I played basketball in like first grade through third grade because I liked Space Jam. Michael's on Michael's on his laptop at home pulling up page two reading Bill Simmons it's 2007 he's like he's got the sports guy up I want to see him in some tube socks 
Oh yeah. Sneaks. That'd be oh, a sexy yeah. look. Maybe Fiona will dress him up. They'll do like some weird role play. Fiona would definitely be into some weird. This, hasn't she alluded to weird role play before on this show? I feel like she has. Probably. I wouldn't surprise me, but she's like so intense that I feel like she she just wants to be herself. I don't think she'd want to be someone else. Yeah, herself you, okay. is a lot. You say that, Josh, but we need to remember that she's literally not being herself in this show because she's fucking Irish. That's true. Did you get that at all, Skeleton Blood, by the way, that she's Irish? No, but I think I, like, I knew, I think I might have known that at one point. Well, I mean, they talk about her IRA experience in this episode even, right, where she was in the IRA, but, you know, conspicuously Briefly. American for, uh, for a former IRA operative. It's because after the pilot, she just dropped the accent, was like, nope. I'm, I'm American so now. Hi. funny. What? She has an accent before? In the oh, pilot, yes. she is, as uh, I'll say it again, as Benedict Herzman described in one of our episodes, she is violently Irish. Violently? Um, that's a great way to describe She it. is outrageously Irish. And uh, like uh, Gabrielle Anwar is an English actress. So like her her Irish accent is like very much what, what she thinks like the bog people sound like. Yay. And uh, it's it's wild. <laughs> It's fine. We're over it. <laughs> <laughs> God, I can't like, wait till we get some fucking Italians in this show. Yeah. God, please. Please, <laughs> so I can finally be racist without getting canceled. Well, I was going to say, maybe Michael Wesson, because another theme of the show is that he does characters because he's got to go undercover sometimes. And he, he has a character in this episode. I don't know if he specifically came up with a name for it other than what they gave him of, like, crazy gringo. But he's basically a psycho. Oh, my God. The, the, the vest. The fucking vest. The West Side Story, like, cut off shirt. Like, he looked like he was going to snap his fingers down the block and be like, here we come. <gasps> if we ever get a business. musical episode of this show, I'd lose it. I would love to see him just come up and start dance fighting the bad guys. You know he'd be good at it. I bet he's secretly like a really good theater actor. It wouldn't surprise me, but I think I know. I think we've looked up Jeffrey Donovan before, and like his story was like less interesting than than we wanted it to be. Oh, man, damn it, I'm upset. And like he never has like any like if you like hear like the the cast like talk about all the fun stuff that happened on set like that never involves him. He's like very serious. God damn it. That's a like, he like uh, uh, I've heard Bruce Campbell talk about like the time that Jeffrey directed an episode and like how like he like I think they talked about like how serious he was and stuff and like he's not as, I don't think he's that much fun. That sucks because his character is such a little goofball and like especially when he's playing this. This is the cheekiest game. Michael I think we've gotten so yes. far. Yes. Like this is like a kind of like I think maybe because he's just was getting hornier in this episode, maybe it was helping him come out of his shell, but like he has turned down Fiona multiple times. He has had really awkward moments where he had like no social cues and like said the wrong things in conversations and like all kinds of stuff and like all of a sudden in this episode he's just fucking cool. Yeah, it reminded me a little bit the show in general reminds me a little bit of Psych like less less goofy and more plot but like he kind it kind of reminded me of that what whatever that guy's character is more he did seem a little like goofy's running around kind of just having more fun than a, you'd expect a spy to be who's trying to get his career back on track yeah i guess I the judge's point like that the the he got a new lease on life with his new fun psychopath uh, taking over the neighborhood character he gets to smash up this guy's shop with a baseball bat and act like he's uh you know moving in on the neighborhood and uh speaking of accents this is uh did anyone notice uh Br jeffrey donovan's real life boston accent come out in this yes. scene yes anyone else hear that one when he's like just a tiny bit. i just gotta be a I, he goes i just have to convince them that i'm the psychopath that's the hard part the hard part <laughs> he just goes outside. I was like, yep, there it is. There it is. <laughs> and then, okay, yeah, and that's when we get the good Bruce Campbell scene of the episode, when we get the uh, the vulnerable yes. Sam Axe. 
Yes, he wants the love life advice because he he really does care for this woman, and he does he feels bad that she thinks he's like going off and philandering. Yeah, the scene before the one I was thinking of was when they were the first exchange when they were in the car. Um, Fiona was hating on the spy neon, was like, "Get a better car," and he was like, "Yeah, well, Veronica was gonna get me a Cadillac." And Fiona looks at him and goes, "A Cadillac? What could you possibly be doing to these women?" And he, without hesitating, just looks right <laughs> at him and goes, "Wouldn't you like to know?" <laughs> And everybody watching and and Fiona all came. Everybody came. <laughs> yeah. So it's, is that that's where is that where you guys nutted and had to had to stop and clean up because that's what happened. But to you me. saw the cameo. I nutted a long time before I watched this. That's you. I mean, yeah. You you had instructions. So <laughs> yeah, you had very explicit instructions. <laughs> <laughs> very very precise. <laughs> very explicit. Very detailed instructions. Twitch.tv slash shaky bacon. Shaky bacon, yeah, shaking bacon. bacon. There was a lot of names thrown out in that video. You're a man of many aliases, just like Michael Weston. (laughs) Wow. Yes, yes. Yeah, you get enough. Yeah, damn, you get a a clap from that one. That was good. We're doing trade craft today, baby. I definitely wasn't napping 40 minutes ago. No big (laughs) deal. Just rolling out of bed with the fucking jams. Woo! We like to wake up and do bits. I I dream of bits. I dream of riffing. You're watching the bits jump over you, and that's how you fall asleep. I didn't even have an alarm set. I just woke up, and I was like, oh, oh, time to riff. We got a riff. We got a riff. <laughs> There's a riff raffarium over here. Woo! Jesus. Oh, yeah, man. Well, I then, mean, if, if the riffs go bad, maybe you guys can just ADR them. Like, this entire fucking episode was ADR'd. There was... Yeah. Like, this one really, like, uh, some other guests have pointed out how ADR heavy this show is, and I haven't really picked up on it myself until I mean, especially this one. the crowds, like, when everyone's running away, and there's that one woman in a bikini not near the beach in that scene running away. Like, even just the sounds of their feet running was clearly some Foley shit. Like, really... yeah. Oh, the Foley artists go off in this show. I mean, as you said earlier, go, go off, King, yes. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was so bad. Like, there was an echo. It made no sense, but it, it makes the show more delightful, of course. But it's just like, who was anyone thinking about the setting at all? Like, <laughs> this is not what any sort of footsteps would sound like, but, you know, have a good time. I'm going to go with no. They weren't considering any of that. That's, that's going to be my guess. We'll see how later seasons end up lining up. I hope it stays this goofy. Yeah, really. So they they ADR in um, a meeting with uh, with the money launderer guy. We've met in a previous episode. Basically, um, I just he's got a name. I think it's Barry. I just refer to him as Guy Fieri Dark. <laughs> he is like the nega Guy Fieri. He's like if he's like a Guy Fieri evil twin from like a Star Trek episode. Ooh, now that right. Be- he's got like the darker goatee and the spiky hair. He doesn't take you to Flavortown. He takes you to, uh, um, I don't know, like Palletville. Palletville? Uh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> that sounds so awful. <laughs> well, remember, he's the bad guy, so I'm sure it is. Palletville. Oh, that's not where you ever want to end up. Like, that's, that's <laughs> no, where you want to go to Flavortown. Like, you don't want that. Yeah, you want to you go to, or you want to go to <laughs> Palletville, um, uh, uh, Taste City. Taste, Taste Town? <laughs> Have you? Well, have I told you guys that Guy Fieri lives in my hometown? No shit. No shit. He moved there. I don't no even way. remember where he's really from, but he's been living in my hometown probably at least as long as I've I was there. And he oh, has multiple restaurants. Some of them that haven't worked out. Um, he also I used to live near his old house, and it borders a park, like his back fence. 
leads into this park that all the kids kind of hang out and do bad stuff in. And he has lots and lots and lots of birds, like parrots and things that never shut up. But he also had this big tortoise that kept breaking down the fence and escaping. Oh, that was really, really large. So he kept having to rebuild his fence and like <laughs> try to get his tortoise. I don't know, chained up or something. Somehow. That's such rich guy shit, but it's like, it's a very funny, like, rich guy thing to do. <laughs> like, at Seriously. least. Seriously. Yeah, at least if you're going to, like, egregiously spend, like, the wealth you have, like, acquired that you most likely don't deserve, uh, at least you can spend it on cool pets. Like, at least that's something Lots wrong. of cool pets. So too many, probably, but he's a great addition to the town. And, like, I mean, it's in a serious note, he did, like, help feed everyone when all the fires have been going on up there at Santa Rosa, like, uh, North Bay area, but he did it's wine country, very famous part of wine country. And he tried to venture out from his usual prospects and make a, a, a winery. And everyone just said, no, 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 no. <laughs> huh. Yeah. That's really not it. Like, I mean, if he wanted to make like a, uh, like a flavored sparkling wine or like a Boone's farm type adjacent thing, maybe that'd be one thing. Yeah. Wine cooler. Fine. But like, don't try to make a serious wine situation happen for you. Like do whatever weird shit you want in Sonoma County, but that's, you don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> but I digress. Just yes. So, uh, from, from flavor town back to little Havana, uh, <laughs> Michael, Michael Weston, the lone white man, uh, in a sleeveless shirt, uh, walks into Little Havana with a baseball bat and tries to take over crime, and then somehow gets a gun put to his head. Wow. Wonder how that went down. Yeah, you shake down some thugs. Somehow, uh, like, a lone white man goes into Little Havana and just says, I run this shit now, and uh, ha- immediately had a gun pointed at him and had to go see the real boss. Who'd have thought? <laughs> yeah, he uh, he gets taken to the, uh, to the Consuelo that we've sort of heard whispers about. Yep. So we so we meet Concha and uh, she's like, well, I could kill you, which, by the way, let's all just take it. If this wasn't burn notice, he'd already be very, very dead. Yeah. Oh, it would just so be like, all right, put a bullet in this loser and let's just keep moving. Guy, on with our lives. Fuck him. Yeah. 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 They absolutely would have just shot him right in the face. But it is burn notice. So uh, Michael gets a chance to uh, weasel his way out. And that's exactly what he does. He charms his way. Uh, through the conversation with Concha, and she gives him a job, and now he's got to go work with uh, the like former boss who she's like brought under her thumb, who like you know used to be like an old school bookie and you know that kind of guy who like isn't comfortable with the changing gangster world where there's just no rules, there's just no respect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, 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 he's the old school guy. He he's the uh, the old. He's not psycho enough for Consuela or Concha, as they yeah. refer to her. So, so Michael, Michael uh, in order to immediately start sowing discord, he plays into that by being as psychotic as possible. He stages a little mugging by going up to Fiona and breaking a window in the spy neon and uh, stealing Fiona's purse. And, of course, Fiona has to, like, just not play along on, uh, long enough to, like, punch Michael in the face six times. Fucking rule. I which love is that part. Just, that's just foreplay for her. Like, yeah, that's yeah, nothing yeah. to do with punching him. She is just using that so she can fucking get off later. Which, yeah, She's, which really directly ties into how that happens later. Oh, yeah. Just haunt for violence. I love that power play situation a lot. She does power play the shit out of Michael Dion. I can't wait to get into that. It's uh, it is quite a move because she did. Well, she she alludes to it earlier in the episode. She says, "We're gonna have the talk, Michael, and if you don't talk to me enough or don't satisfy me in the conversation, I'm gonna kick your ass." She says it to him. Uh, remember that line. Um, so he he stages the thing. Guy gets mad and says, "All right, we're done for the day because the cops are coming." 
Um, and Michael goes home and uh, fucking Agent Bly is sitting there looking like a fucking mannequin for an entire head to toe Dockers ad. That's so true. Just looking like a Dockers commercial. My man just, <laughs> just out here ready to go on the yacht. He is going to summer in the Hamptons. Uh, with Colin Jost. Yeah, really. He's dressed like fucking Colin Jost. It's ridiculous. Um, so Michael, of course, grabs a yogurt and it's like they have their little conversation about uh, Michael quitting. The guy wants Michael to go be a security guard instead of like, you know, being a, a, a spy type guy again. And Michael's like, no, I'm not doing it until Agent Bly is like, yeah, well, I'll just fucking snitch on the IRA to f- about Fiona and let her get absolutely murdered by terrorists. And then Michael's like, oh, wait, fuck. I guess I'll be a security guard then. It does have a dental plan, as we find out, and that's hard to find these days. So Fuck the last job I had. Uh, didn't have dental. Jesus. Oh, that's okay. Just rip all your teeth out. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's not that's, important that's, at all. That's the next plan. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, th- this guy's going to let Fiona get murdered and... Uh, He's like, all right, well, I guess whatever. So he goes back to goes back to the job at hand. And uh, I gotta, speaking of my previous job, this next part was a little too relatable for me. When he was like, when you haven't, when you get into a new job, there's always some other guy there who's like measuring you up and feels threatened by you and is like, might be trying to fuck you, blah blah blah. Which is exactly what happened in my last job. I hated one of the people there so much I had to fucking leave. What yeah, type of job was this? <laughs> Um, it was, he was the assistant manager of this thing I was at and, uh, he really did not act like he, you know, was one of those like, um, overreaching, acting like the real boss kind of thing. And like, I'm, I was friends with the real boss of the place and it was, it really got on my nerves. And then he wanted me to like go glad hand with cops on some bullshit. And, uh, yeah, it was like a whole long thing. Uh, long story short, I don't have that job anymore and cops can still fucking suck my dick. A cab. Yeah. That's a great finale to that. I'd rather I'd rather make this podcast and do my Twitch stream for next to nothing and not sacrifice my morals. You guys, please support me on Twitch <laughs> because uh, apparently the modern police state won't let me have a job. Oh, there's every Woo! job is about putting your dick on the table, but that sounds a little too little too much. Well, I mean, after after seeing so much Sam Max masculinity, there is absolutely no way I'd put my dick in front of just anybody or anything. My inadequacies. Uh, I've just been pointed out forever. I'll never be good enough. I'll just oh, never damn. be good enough. We'll never oh, be Bruce geez. Campbell. Are we going to turn this into a fucking therapy session? If Sam Max can be vulnerable, so can I! You can, and that's what we're here for. <laughs> Unbutton five more buttons on your shirt, and then we can talk. I mean, if now that Michael Weston is having more sex than me, I have to be really depressed. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is getting too real. <laughs> <laughs> getting really real on this episode. Wow. Folks, let's bring it down a notch. No, no, it's absolutely not too not. Are we gonna ramp it up to a fucking? Great well, no. This is this is. I need I needed to tell talk about something important because this is right where the show gets into uh, the twenty nine minute dead zone. We've talked about the twenty nine minute dead zone. Sometime between like twenty five and thirty five minutes of this twenty nine and thirty five minutes, like that that like five to seven minute period, yeah. usually when the least happens in this show. And that's normally when I start like kind of tuning out and have to like make sure I stay on track. And this was kind of that part too, where like. Uh, there was like a lot of conversations and a lot of a lot of narration and you know like that putting the plan together but nothing's actually happening you know that i feel like that happens with a lot of these 40 minute shows that are of this kind of nature they're like oh shit we should have been a 22 minute but we're already locked into this so how do we fit more content in? <laughs> yeah right. and they like to do that in this in the middle of your episodes uh that's that's where they like to, 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 to like, put that filler steam. up like you're already um, here you're but gonna finish it right 
right after that, we got our second post 9-11 bomb lab of the series. This is the second time they have turned this apartment into a bomb lab in 2007. And yeah, it was 2007. So yeah, I'm surprised that they were so heavy on that and giving pretty explicit instructions on how to make one. Pretty great stuff. Um, and the <laughs> the good news is uh, it's it is definitely uh, Chekhov's bomb. We do see that bomb come back. <laughs> Chekhov's bomb. We do because well, like Michael Michael Weston gets instructions to basically kill the dude that he's being hired to protect from, right? He's the, the Ernie guy is the one who's contracted him to protect the neighborhood. And now he's being told by the Concha chick to kill this guy. Yeah. What's a twist? What? <laughs> what a twist. <laughs> and Mike Shyamalan pops out, but like the stop motion animated version. <laughs> That's I should. Real, not... <laughs> oh, man. I, I, by the way, I know you, we, we, uh, I, that's one of my favorite robot chicken bits. Uh, the what a twist and a humping robot. I'm a, I'm a big humping Beautiful. robot fan. Well, I'll tell uh, my boy Tom Root, who uh, is, you know, like that he's the head writer and everything on the show. He created that character, I found out. Oh, wow. That's, yeah, it's, it's great stuff. It's still, I, I still will, jump, like, on a YouTube rabbit hole once in a while, like, throw mm. up humping robot clips if I need a quick laugh. He's a delight. He's a, we have a, if, if you ever can come in for a tour, we've got a bunch on display you can hang out with. Oh my god, that rocks! I would love that. Thank you so much. <laughs> Come on, baby. Um, so we, uh, he's yeah, he has to he has to kill the Eastside Morales character, but of course he's not going to do that. He's got a heart of gold. He's Michael Weston, folks. How is Michael Weston going to get it out <laughs> of this? He's going to kill someone but else instead. The good news is, yeah, he's going to murder somebody else. <laughs> oh, so, so okay. First, he tell he he go he's gonna. It looks like he's going to uh, he's going to kill the underboss guy, the uh, the old the old guy. What's his name again? I couldn't. I don't remember his. He name got low. He got a lower third. I will find it because I know I. I usually write down our lower thirds if I can. Diego Cruz, assistant crime boss. That was his lower third. Diego. Okay. D, that's right. Diego is the old school guy. Yep. So uh, Michael puts the gun to Diego's head and he's like, "Sorry, Diego. I gotta kill you." And I can. I. Did you guys know what he was doing there? Could you kind of see what he was yeah, doing? Yeah, I or? can see where they're leading us. Yeah, he was doing the thing where he's gonna. He's. Where it's gonna make it, he's gonna try to make it look like it was all Diego's idea, right? Where he's like, "Yep, I gotta kill you," because he knew Diego was supposed to kill him. Right. So then he has to act surprised, and, and Diego's like, "Oh, dude, I was supposed to kill you." And Michael is, "What do you mean you were supposed to?" And he's burnt. He, that's the that's great. He starts laughing hysterically. <laughs> ah, yeah. you were gonna kill me. I was gonna kill you. I was. Hey, it's like the it's the Martha scene. What do you mean, Martha? Martha, she's your mom too. Hey, hey, I didn't know that. It is funny to see him put on like the kind of fake overly psychopath nature to him when like he's kind of he's kind of a sweet man. Yeah, yeah, he's a, and, we, and we get that towards the end too. But yeah, he uh, he says I'm gonna kill you, and Diego's like I gotta kill you. So they're like, well, how about we just you know kill the boss instead? Diego's like I can do it. Just let me go, and I'll go ahead and kill her, and uh, you just walk away, dude. And Michael's like, all right, cool, let's murder this chick. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that's so. What we all want. It wraps up so easy. Yeah, so Michael is now an accessory to murder, just like straight up. I mean, he's killed a bunch of people already, but like this is like one of the most murdery murders that he's done so far, I think. Is this is this common in the show for it to be this like direct of a murder situation? I mean, damn, they not really. Like he's had he had one bad guy sent to like a CIA black site. Um, he got one framed for like a Ponzi scheme. Um, he let some international human traffickers just go. He just like let them leave. What? Yeah, this it seems like more of that kind of show where like they go away in a bad way, but you don't see like 
them explode. <laughs> well, I mean, I just got to say that this is the first female bad guy and she just gets straight up murdered. So. I know that's what's fucking he doesn't even kill the sex traffickers from like episode whatever, but he kills her. Oh, OK. <laughs> so he's into killing women. All right. <laughs> well, I mean, he is a lady killer. You know? Oh, hey. no, that's Bruce Campbell. Well, absolutely. That's true. Well, um, so the so the Chekhov's bomb is uh, is planted by Diego right at the front door, and he gives a little salute to Concha, and then boom, we get a fucking straight up bomb explosion scene. Um, and He's doing yeah, the classic huge house walking explosion. away as it explodes behind him. Like Diego looked pretty cool in this moment. Hell yeah! I mean, uh, the the classic action movie TV show uh, rule: never look at the explosion. Always just never. walk away. Michael did it uh, a couple weeks ago as well. So glad to see that picking up. You got to be cool. You never look at the explosion. <laughs> There's certain rules to spying, and that's one of them. I mean, I'm sure that Michael's going to have a monologue about that eventually. Of course. At some point, he's going to have a monologue like being a spy and looking at an explosion is. <laughs> no, you look out over the ocean, contemplative thinking about the explosion being a spy is a lot like welding even though there's a lot of bright spots you can never actually look at your work oh my God. that was fucking good was that off the cuff you're goddamn right it was rips damn, baby was, rips like, wow. Woo! hokey enough for the show honestly oh uh, we're feeling great we're feeling great uh, <laughs> so um another another thing that uh besides being me being great at riffs i'm also great at predicting what's going to happen in this show because michael goes to the church and he fucking gives Eastside Morales money his back. money back. Yep. Yep. I fucking wrote, of course he gives it back. Yeah. I knew it from the beginning that he was going to, he not only didn't take the second payment, but he was like, here, have this back, except for some expenses, which we find out what the expenses are about in a few minutes. Um, <laughs> but he does that. He makes friends. Um, and then uh, we get a, a, the last couple minutes are furious. Like, so, so we wrap this up. Uh, Michael saves the day. Everybody's happy. And then uh, we get to Michael on the phone. He has this little phone call check-in with Sam. Sam's wearing a fucking kimono. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Can we talk about kimono Sam real quick? Oh, kimono Sam. Oh, so good. Yeah, all I wanted to say about it is uh, sploosh, but you can move on from there. Uh, sploosh, goosh, um, yeah, pretty much anything in that category of terms, yeah. Lots of splooshy, gooshy, uh, lots of kind of basking in the moonlight with that lady. It's a classic style with modern comfort, Michael. <laughs> I need you to record a cameo for my birthday as Bruce Campbell. Just <laughs> as Sam X. Oh man. <laughs> Sam X specific Bruce Campbell, yes. And I also need a poster of that scene of him on the phone with Veronica, is that her name? Yeah. Maybe, like uh, pawing all over him from behind. I mean that was that Oh was yeah, his his face, the freeze frame face they do when he gets the vase thrown at him is very good. I can't wait. I can't wait to get to this. It's like a Bruce Campbell soy face almost. It's just it's <laughs> perfect. Like he, he looked he like he, there's just enough enjoyment in the chaos. Like I know he's like upset at this whole fight, but part of him is like the makeup sex is gonna be so great. Right? He thrives on this. He thrives. Yeah, he already knows. And well, Veronica does too. Let's be real. Veronica is halfway starting this fight just so she could fuck later. God, I wish that I had was that the that episode before? I think the week before, well, episode before or two episodes before, like he literally picked her up in a, a at brunch at a sports bar when he was outside because uh, like he was talking to some FBI agents and they left too much money for the tab. So he grabbed the extra money and like went oh over and God. bought her a drink. He's such a scumbag in like the best kind of way. Oh, yeah. The endearing mm. scumbag, the scumbag with the heart of gold. And we got OK, so we got two dudes with heart of gold who have to do some sort of chaos. Oh, the hearts are absolutely no. The only person without a heart of gold is Fiona, who is like a stone cold murderous psychopath. 
She loves Michael, clearly, but yeah, that's more about her murderous nature. Yeah, no, she is extremely violent and like an absolute stone-cold killer. Will just indiscriminately kill with zero remorse. She's seen some shit as a child, well, I imagine. That's also true. She oh, was, you know, a literal IRA freedom fighter. So. Shit's gnarly. There's a lot of crazy shit in Irish history. There is. True. So, so Sam does give him a heads up and says, well, Fiona is on her way over and she wants the big talk, Michael. <laughs> Michael's like, oh shit. So Fiona comes in and she starts immediately very slowly being like, remember our conversation and how I was going to kick your ass? And she starts taking off her bracelets and her wash and putting her hair up as she's like asking questions. She's like, uh, just getting ready to like fuck this dude she's up. Been and wanting this talk for a few episodes too, just to give you context. And then the last two minutes of this episode happen and they are insane. So much happens here. You guys, more than the whole episode. I threw my pen up in the air. I was taking notes. I couldn't believe it. I made soy noises that I know for sure my new neighbors heard and probably have a lot of judgments about me now. As soon as like, so they start. They they we'll get into it. They they start having their talk, and Michael says, "As unhappy as we were, I could never be happier with anyone else but you." They're deeply dysfunctional. These people. Oh deeply, yeah, there's clearly they need to go therapy real bad. Which obviously, I mean, some of some of the best physical relationships come from this deep dysfunction. So I do understand how horned they are for each other. Like that, I do get. Yeah, you can't match that kind of uh, connection. No, you really can't. Um, and they, we find that out because they beat the fucking shit out of each other, do like a whole bunch of martial arts until they end up on the bed. And folks, it's mm. folks, mm. it happened. I can't believe the will. It happened. Day. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Michael Weston got laid. Let's fucking go. Specifically, also got punched in the fucking face. Like she, you think they're gonna worth hit, it? And then worth it's like, it. Oh, worth it. Oh, so good. So good. there was some choking. They had a little mutual choking, consensual choking. Consensual choking. I'm not gonna lie. The whole like fight, the fight sex thing. Like that's that's something I very much enjoy. And so to see it played out in such a way between spies was quite delightful yeah good get fucked mr and mrs smith that's was that was my big connection i was about to say mr and mrs smith <laughs> oh man <laughs> we were all, all thinking right. it <laughs> you gotta keep up with these fucking lightning fast riffs today Woo! god damn you beat me to it by like two seconds i was literally about to say it but it's been so long i can't even remember that fucking movie you have to put a burn notice on these sweet riffs <laughs> He got like 16 hours of sleep. We're over here on like four to six. So. <laughs> I barely got 16 minutes. The, the most sleep I got was during the half hour I was supposed to be recording this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> One full REM cycle somehow in 30 minutes. So I'd like to thank you both for sitting there for a half hour while I was just blissfully well, we napping. Were, we were catching up. It was a wonderful yeah, time. We were catching uh, up. Antarctica. Well, in, well, in that case, you're welcome. Oh, oh, so now, okay, whatever. <laughs> all right, all right. You're getting cockier than Weston over here. <laughs> well, I mean, Mike Weston has reasons to be cocky. He's got a naked Fiona in his bed now, and he wakes up, and he's like, oh, hell yeah, naked Fiona, to a knock at his door. And so not only does Michael Weston get the girl, he also gets the burn notice. Is, it's here. It's here. This We've is, seen it. It's the burn notice. What's going to happen next episode? Like, this is insane. So he gets the dossier. He's got the whole file, and he even says it. He's like... You know, sometimes when you you answer the questions that you wanted, it just means it's even worse. Or I don't know. He said some bullshit like that. Yeah, I can't keep up with all these platitudes. <laughs> he does a platitude, and that's how the show the episode ends. Um, he's got the dossier. He's got the naked Fiona. He's got the side boob. Oh God, yeah. There's some great. Ooh, it's like, like side the, everything. I, really. I love she's the artfully completely. done um, sheet 
exposing just the side of Fiona when she's got her gun pointed. That's a classic move. That's a classic move, and I always enjoy it. The blanket that just happens to cover right up to the top of the nipple, and you get that nice shadow on the side boob. Like that's that's. A- and it it works so much better when the subject is pointing a gun. Like it's it's just such an enhancement to it. Like it I gives it just you. that that femme fatale look. Like that Fiona. I mean, is like a absolute textbook femme fatale. Yeah, Great but, stuff. She, but yet she, I mean, femme fatale, yet she clearly has more power than he does. Yes, the, the, we've talked about this before. She has more agency than your uh, typical femme fatale. There is that. Like, she uh, she definitely has a lot more power, and she definitely, uh, like, a lot of her, like, insane horniness, like, yes, is a lot of wish fulfillment on, on the parts of the writers, but, like, Gabrielle Anwar plays the character in such a way that it feels like it's, like, it, it isn't that way, you know? Yeah, I really, I actually really like her. And there's a lot of, I mean, she has a lot more depth than some of the other characters that they that were in the episode more than her. So I'm really excited to see from the beginning, like what her fucking deal is. <laughs> her deal is murder. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty much it. Great. Murder and sex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She likes to kill and fuck. She's a very simple girl. Am I Hell correct? Yeah. It seems like her one real weakness is him. That's a hundred percent true. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I, I like that. Like she's kind of putting herself. She's like kind of choosing to be in that position of weakness. She isn't put there herself. So. Yeah, yeah. No, she straight up loves herself some Michael. <laughs> she loves herself some Michael. She loves some Michael. And you know what? I, I mean, she, you know, because here's the thing. Like, obviously, she's an accomplished woman. And like, as far as sexual conquest, she knows she can pretty much bang whoever she wants. Oh, yeah. Michael is kind of the one that got away. And like, you know, for some, for, for a personality like her, like she's alpha as fuck. Like, she can't just let that stand. Hell no. No, that's why they, that's why they have that sex fight thing, and I, I hope yeah. they. And I think that's what's cool about their relationship is kind of like she's the alpha and he's the beta of it, and I really like that dynamic. <laughs> he seems to enjoy being the beta. Oh, he absolutely does. He uh, he likes being dommed for sure. Boy, yeah. I hope well, they, uh, they, you'll meet seasons. Michael's mom wasn't in this episode, but you'll you'll get to learn about some of Michael's uh, family issues that probably lead to this because he's got some mommy problems. I, okay, that's right, because that 30-second intro thing where they explain everything, it was very mom-heavy, and then she not even once was in this episode. Yeah, I'm, I'm very sad we didn't get any Mrs. Weston. Mrs. Weston's cool as fuck. She, she rules. She kind of looks like Paula Deen. <laughs> she kind of does, and she has a different, completely different haircut in just the first episode, and then goes to that afterwards. <laughs> a lot of decisions great. were made. Okay. No, she's like Less the classic. Slurs too. She is like She is like classic, like, uh, like gambling, cigarette-smoking, like Florida mom. Yeah, she's like got the pop collar, the big yeah, earrings. She, she kicks ass. She's also extremely manipulative, but like uh, does it in like a very aw shucks who me way. <laughs> oh my god! I, seriously, as soon as we're done with this, I'm going to be watching Burn. I'm so you're the, so, so we're gonna we'll we'll do this now. Um, we'll, like things we like to do at the end of the episode. Uh, yes. First, uh, we definitely like to rate it. Um, so we're gonna do. Ooh, what are we gonna rate this out of th- this week, Josh? I was thinking either the bo- the bodega fedoras maybe <laughs> out of ten bodega fedoras. The tip or, of the hat. How many tips? Sam the kimonos. Hat? Out of ten kimonos, I like ten kimonos. Ten kimonos. Oh my god. All right. Yeah. Let's do it out of ten kimonos. Um. I guess I'll go first. I'm. Uh, you guys know last week I did not really like the episode. Obviously, this one is way. It's. I mean, it wasn't very eventful until the end. But those end events were huge. Uh, we got some great Sam. Uh, we had some fun in this episode. It was a fun episode for the most part. I'm going to give this one seven kimonos. Ooh. Wow. Okay. Pretty solid. I'll go, and I'm going to have to say, and I think I had mentioned it earlier, when uh, an event that happened in the episode was going to force me to do this, I got to give it a 10. Oh, I shit! I was ready for it, and it delivered 100%. The moment when they finally do 
the dirty. I I mean, I was like, yep, this is a, this is a ten. Yeah, I mean, I blew I blew my ten out of ten load on the Epstein thing a couple weeks ago, so I figured I'd pull it back. <laughs> I uh, I have to agree. I have to agree. This is a ten out of ten for me. There you go. You guys are making me reconsider. I have to up my vote now. Yeah, because oh, like, like all the cool kids are doing it. Fuck it, ten kimonos. Seven. Fuck it, ten kimonos. Let's do Yay, it. Ten this kimonos. is the perfect episode so far. It's the best I am easily episode. influenced. <laughs> no, no, you always knew that you had ten kimonos. You were just trying to be modest. Be the ten kimonos that you want to see in the world. And we will see them, I'd imagine, more. I hope so. Just more kimonos. Now that Sam Axe has settled in, I hope Veronica has more kimonos and more Cadillacs for our boy Sam Axe. Although I will say this. I don't want her to buy him the Cadillac because I, I'm going to miss the spy neon, you guys. I want the spy neon. We can keep both. You can have two cars. It's Miami, baby. Uh, good point. Good point. Well, one's an everyday driver. <laughs> You're so good. I'm, I definitely need you to uh, send me some voice memos for my own use. Uh. Folks, uh, check out check out my PayPal where I, you can absolutely pay me to do Sam X impressions for you. Yes. I'll say Ooh, whatever I, I want. A cameo of that, baby. Oh yeah. man, get me on cameo! Holy shit! <laughs> I would love to be like the least famous person on cameo. I wonder who the least famous person on cameo is. That there's like a bunch of I look. There's like a bunch of YouTubers of people who will do it for like a dollar. Yeah, I mean, th- this person definitely is not the least famous because he rules. But uh, Tom from Chapo FYM just got on there. <laughs> Oh, no way. Yeah, it's so good. He's been, go. He had been trying for quite a while, and uh, yeah, he's on there now, which I think is awesome. Oh, you have to be like approved to go on? Yeah, yeah, you have to be approved by Cameo. Yeah. So can I write you a letter of recommendation then or something? Hell yeah, you can. <laughs> let's please just, do. Oh my God, let's start a campaign to get me on Cameo. Viewers, please uh, please tag Cameo and uh, let them know that Paul, the uh, illustrious, famous host of Burn After Noticing, a.k.a. Thick Flare on Twitch, wants to be on Cameo. I'm gonna. I'll start this off for sure. As soon as we're oh done with God. this, I'll go on Twitter and I'll post that. We we're gonna it. start this. Check out. Uh, so we'll we'll uh, we'll definitely get into that. We rated our episode. Um, um, our next question, of course, would be: uh, Are you going to keep watching Burn Notice? But I think you've answered that for us. Yeah, yeah. I think I said it like three or four times now. But I'm gonna try really hard to not go past you guys. I'd like to stay on cue, but I definitely am a binger, so ooh, I can't promise anything. I mean, this show, I, like, if we weren't doing this podcast, I would have already watched this entire fucking thing. There's no question. I would have taken a weekend and I would have just went and did it. Gone um, through it. Hell yeah. yeah but uh, for the sake of content, folks, we're going to keep it. We're going to keep it weekly. Yeah. You're a good person. You're a good man. <sighs> if only I could hear that more often in real life. Oh, we're getting too real again. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, shit. Abort. Nice well wishes, please. <laughs> Everyone get on Twitter and be nice to me. So now this is where I can, uh, this will, I guess we'll do plugs now so I can tell everybody where they can be nice to me on social media. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at ThickFlareTTV, all C's, no K's. Uh, same on Twitch, just no TTV. It's uh, Thick Flare on Twitch. The stream's back. We're streaming. We're creaming. We're having good times. Uh, come on, see me there. Um, you can find uh, the podcast uh, at Burn Notice Pod on Twitch, uh, you are on Twitter. Holy shit, Burn Notice Pod on Twitter. Uh, you can find our email <laughs> at burnafternoticing at gmail dot com. Josh, where can they find you? You know, they can find me at Shake and Bakey, and pretty much anyone. Not Shaky Bakey, and not Shake and Bacon, as some people will. Unfortunately are you sure about say. that? I mean, you could. Well, I changed my name on Twitter, so you could probably find me at Shake and Bacon now. But uh, I'm there on pretty much everything. So Twitch, Twitter. Uh, and I guess now cameo. You've been gaslit by an adult film star into changing your own handle. That's what she wanted. <laughs> and of course, Skeleton Blood, where can they find you? Oh boy, I always get this wrong too. I always think before I do a podcast, I should write down 
my plugs because <laughs> I always every single time I've said it wrong. But Twitter, which is probably where you already know me from, it's skeleton underscore blood underscore. Thank God I did it right that time. Uh, <laughs> Instagram, I'm well, it's very relevant now. Uh, at Mandalorian underscore armoire, or there's skeleton blood dot art, I believe, but I have not updated it in, since BugCon. <laughs> Buzz, and buzz. Speaking of BugCon, we'll probably see you there at BugCon 2020. At least I will. I'm going to start a Patreon finally uh, at, after the new year so we can start getting all the BugCon merch together. And I better see both of you there. Uh, well, someone, uh, folks, uh, check out that PayPal again so I can get from Chicago to BugCon. Do oh, it. Man. I'll be there. I'm a pro this time around. So Twitch.tv slash Thick Flare. Play some sound alerts. Donate some bits. Get me to BugCon. Oh, I'm so sad if you don't come. I gotta give you both hugs. Ah, we love hugs. I want. Oh, I want to hug all of my guests. I want to hug my co-hosts. I want to IRL hug all of my Twitch friends. Yeah, Aww. god damn it. That's a nice very, request. Very love fest at the end here. Aw, we get real. We get real. <laughs> we do get real. Um. So let, wait, wait. This is this was too nice. Let me just leave. Get out of here by saying Sam Axe's dick. All right. <laughs> Well, and also, you know, don't get burned, of course. Don't get burned. Don't get burned. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs>